thank goodness I did because things turned around rather quickly then once I made that switch and, and realized that, oh my gosh, yeah, I, I do need help. I have been traumatized and there is a way out of this. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organization, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter. And today, Joe's interviewing Jolyn Armstrong. Jolyn is a home-based business owner who discovered when her son was arrested that even an idyllic life can be turned upside down in an instant by crisis. That's why she launched Grapevine Mindwear, a coaching program designed to help women in crisis to overcome the trauma, end the pain, find peace and get their lives back. Jolyn's mission is to empower women impacted by COVID to live their best lives now, regardless of outside circumstances. Back to the studio. Today, I'm interviewing Jolyn Armstrong of Grapevine Mindware. Welcome, Jolyn. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. So uh, I was saying that this is my first interview for the podcast after two months of sort of traveling around the country in my caravan. So this is uh, this is quite exciting. I haven't done this for ages. <laughs> Oh, what an honor. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, and we're both complaining about the heat. So uh, we're not yes. very grateful. By the time this goes out, it won't be warm in uh, in the UK. So uh, people will be wondering what we're talking about. But uh, we're going to talk right, quick, right. aren't we? Because we've had to turn off our machines that are making us slightly colder. <laughs> right. You get the room as cold as it possibly can be so we can survive uh, a chat together. So I appreciate the sacrifice. <laughs> Brilliant. So start by telling us who you are, what you do, and crucially, where you do it. Sure. Yeah. So um, Jolyn Armstrong, like you said before, and Grapevine Mindware is a coaching business. I'm specifically a trauma coach, um, dealing with those of us who may not even realize we've been traumatized, but are feeling the effects of that in our lives. And there's a a real windy path that led me here, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that is what Grapevine Mindware does. I I really work to bring peace to, you know, our fellow humans that are Mm -hmm. feeling it. So yeah yeah and where do you do that from oh and that's right that was the other part of your question so I am well pre-pandemic I was quite a a bit of a digital nomad um Mm -hmm. I decided to you know you hear people say I you know chose to to winter in the Caribbean and summer in, in the mountains or whatever which is typically what I do but I decided to pandemic in Colorado so I've been here for the past about 18 months in uh, mm-hmm. Western Colorado. So it's a, it's a, the nicest spot that I can think of to <laughs> spend yeah. a pandemic evidently. So yeah, yeah Colorado yeah, yeah. at the moment, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm intrigued just to, to how you make that work. Would you call yourself a, a digital nomad? And is that sort of your sort of business lifestyle choice or just work? It's work that you've yeah. been in different places at different times. 
Yeah, no, it actually is uh, very purposeful. My, mm-hmm. um, so I'll, I'll just dive into that. So back, and I'm lucky that my husband is my absolute best friend in the whole wide world and a fantastic business partner. Um, but back before we even knew each other, we both had dreams of living a lifestyle for different reasons, um, living the lifestyle that we then built together as, you know, after we met. Yeah. Um, my husband at, at one point wrote in his journal, that he wanted his next business um, to be able to be run from a laptop at Lake Tahoe is what he did. <laughs> right. That's what Lovely. he wrote. Yeah. And yeah, and he didn't know what the business would look like. The business was, was less important to him than the lifestyle that it provided. Um, and I realized like I watched the movie. I don't know if, um, if you've seen this movie before, a, a Sandra Bullock movie that was um, named The Net. So back in the 90s, this is dating nice. me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, have, called, I do like her. So I, I must go and check yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah, go check it out. It's good. It's a good movie. Anyway, I think it's a good movie. However old, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was from the 90s. So um, in that movie, she played a character that worked from her home. She never met her clients face to face. She worked on her computer, which in the 90s was, oh, come on, how do you even do that? Right. Yeah. And in the early 90s anyway. So um, that to me, when I saw that movie, I'm like, oh, that's what I want. That's it. And so, but I didn't know again, what the business would look like or any of that. I'm just like, man, that's pretty cool. And so he and I kind of had our own windy roads. And once we met, he had started, he had started the path. Well, I guess we both had, like I had been working with a virtual company managing, um, you know, virtual, virtual professionals, us-based virtual professionals. Mm -hmm. And he had started a business that was in marketing, um, providing, mostly marketing coaching, no done for you services, but teaching, um, you know, like home-based business owners, how to market their businesses and also how to structure their businesses so that it doesn't run their lives so much. Right. So how to delegate and all of those things. And so when we got together, we just, we put our skill sets together and, and, um, started producing done for you marketing services as well. And I was able to build a virtual global team and, um, he continued, he showed me the coaching side and we started coaching together as well on kind of the business life um, mindset and and having that balance there and so it was and we took off man and we once my youngest son moved out of the house we moved out on the same day <laughs> and started traveling around and we we discovered we really do like to live, you know, it's very different than, than many people. And I realize that it's not for everyone, Mm -hmm. but we'll spend a season, a season at a time here or there. So I'll, you know, I'll say, oh, this season we were spending here that season. So, you know, and I, I tend to go to the the temperate climates, right. I don't like a whole lot of snow. So I leave Mm -hmm. the mountains in the winter and go someplace nice and tropical. And, and how did that work out for you in Colorado during pandemic then there must've been snow surely. Oh yeah, it was awesome. It was really, really great. And really what we, <laughs> I say that tongue in cheek for sure. Um, but I, I think that w- what we looked at was being in Colorado in the snow during the pandemic was preferable to traveling and risking our health during yes. the pandemic. So that's, yeah, that's yeah. what we did. And we purposely chose an area of Colorado that is um, more sparsely populated and tons and tons of outdoor stuff, winter mm-hmm. and summer. 
And so we were able to, we just, you know, I, I'm like, okay, we're here. We're here for the, <laughs> the long yeah. haul. We'll yeah. just do it. And we, you know, so for me, it's, if it's cold out, I, I still, I need as much sunshine as possible or I get depressed. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go outside as much as possible. And that's just, that's what we did. We made yeah. the absolute best of it and, and, oh. um, mm-hmm. Based yeah. it head on. <laughs> so. Yeah, I love it. Love it. I, I say, you know, coming yeah. just today, the, the day after I've got back from being away for two months myself, I um, I completely <laughs> love the fact that that uh, you're choosing to do that sort of thing intentionally as well. Um, mine wasn't quite as intentional. I wasn't going away for quite so long, and then opportunities presented themselves, <laughs> and I didn't want to come home yet. <laughs> and uh, right. but you know that uh, that opportunity of uh, getting to live more whilst running my business, which is what I teach, you know, was has been great. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's good to hear that uh, that you're doing that too. Um, so tell us more about sort of you've talked about how you do what you do and why you you've sort of um, set up your business in that way to enable you to do that. But obviously at the beginning, you said that you specialize in, in trauma and you haven't mentioned that in that description uh, that you've given us sort of more recently. Yeah. Tell me a bit more yeah. about that and how that's all come about and, and how that fits with what you've, what you've already told us. Well, yeah. So that, that is why we're here today for sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we, my husband and I were just, we were living the life, man. We, this is what we had both dreamed of for decades and we were making it happen. And there's a lot of things that we had to do in order to make that happen. But I'll tell you, so I, I, at that I guess I have three adult sons now. Um, like I said, when my youngest son moved out after high school, this when we when we really started the, the nomadic lifestyle. Yeah. There was one winter we had decided to spend the winter in California, um, kind of Central Valley-ish, which I wouldn't actually recommend unless you had real reason to do that. <laughs> Central Valley of California is not the most beautiful place, but um, we had family there and friends there. And we thought, oh, we're going to go spend the winter with them. And it was, it was actually really great. But the, um, right at the beginning of the year, I mean, how do I start this? Okay. So I'll tell you what we were doing in our marketing business. And that was, we had our, we had developed a program, a mastermind program for our, like our top marketing clients. And, part of this mastermind program, we would meet in different cities around the U.S. um, about once a quarter. So I was preparing for our January meeting, which was going to be in Las Vegas. And it was going to be about 10, it was like 10 days away. So I am neck deep in travel plans, right? Um, We're just getting everybody's making sure their hotel rooms are booked and, and the car from the airport there and dinner reservations and all of the last minute things that you have to do if you plan kind of, you know, it was a two day intensive. So two-day intensives for your clients are in- intensive in preparation as well. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. this is what I was doing normal day for me, just kind of um, wrapping up those plans. And then I noticed on my cell phone at the end of the day, I had missed like four phone calls from a number I didn't recognize in Colorado. Right. And I have a lot of um, contacts in Colorado. It's one of my kind of home base places, but, and also my son, my, one of my, my middle son was in the military at the time and he was stationed in Colorado. It just so happened mm-hmm. at the time, my biggest fear in life was that he was going to be deployed. Yeah. Right. And all of the things that you hear about our young military men getting deployed um, yours as well, I'm sure. So um 
that was my fear. I'm like, oh my gosh, there, this is a call from the base telling me that he's been deployed because they don't give you notice when that happens. Right. Right, right. But I played the voicemails and it actually wasn't from the military. It was, a, you know, a, a kind of an electronic voice from a county jail saying that my son had been arrested. Right. And he, then I hear his voice. I'm like, it was so horrific for me. Like out of the blue, there's no, he was in the military. Like why would, what in the world? And then I find out um, that the charges were actually very, very serious. He was facing up to a life sentence wow. in prison. And I, I knew right then, I'm like, my life will never be the same. Mm. This, oh my gosh, his life will, like I've lost my son, mm. right? At, at this point, him being deployed was like really preferable. Mm. I would, I would rather have gotten that call than this one. Yeah. And, um, the truth is my life did change. It was everything changed. Priorities changed, um, abilities changed. And I, for, I'll just, you know, the, the highlight was for months, I suffered with this trauma that I didn't recognize as trauma. Mm. Um, because having a son in the military, I, I have a real respect for, you know, our young men coming back who are truly traumatized by what has happened and uh, what they've seen and been exposed to. And I'm like, that is trauma. What yeah. I have experienced is not that. And I didn't, I really didn't realize what trauma is and the, how different it can, you know, the, the different shapes that it takes. The reality is any one of us can be traumatized in our lives. And many of us have been, and trauma takes, you know, on a lot of different forms. And so it took me months to really realize that that's what that was and identify that, and then um, dive into taking back some control from that trauma. And so as I did that, um, well, and before I did that, like while I was going through that struggle, what happened was my, ev everything in my life was affected, right? Negatively impacted. My business was impacted. I had to, I had to eventually cancel that uh, mastermind program. I didn't renew it after that first year or after that year, I didn't renew it the mm -hmm. next year. And they, my clients were all pretty disappointed, <laughs> but I couldn't, I couldn't show up for them. How do you show up for them uh, to, you know? in that way. It wasn't yeah. ethical for me to do that at all. And so I had to, I had to cancel that. My, so my business was pretty heavily impacted. My marriage was impacted for sure. Um, my, you know, relationships with other family members, all of it, like every, there's not a piece of my life that wasn't touched. And so, you know, looking at that and realizing, okay, yeah, this is what trauma does. I finally found some help and crawled out of that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, after all of these months of suffering, I went, okay. And as I found healing and realized, okay, this, it is possible to, to live after something like that and to, to not just live, but to thrive and to actually come out in a better space, mm -hmm. um, and a, and a better place in life will shoot. You know what I, I need to, as you know, what I would define as kind of a normal person, not somebody who has been in the trauma space or therapy space forever. Um, I, I need to be able to expose this to other people and to share it and to say, listen, when things go horribly wrong in life, it doesn't have to wreck everything. It doesn't have to end everything. And, and we can actually choose 
what happens, right? And what changes that makes it work. Because trauma changes you. It just does, right? Traumatic yeah. events and crisis, it, it will change you, but you get to choose what that change looks like. Yeah. And boy, was that empowering for me to, when I realized that like, oh, I don't, I don't have to like be forced down to my knees all day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't have to, everything doesn't have to crumble to nothing. Okay. I can yeah. make this, um, what I want it to be. And so I created grapevine mind where with that in mind, like I really do want to help others. Um, I was able to really master the tools and the mindsets and the practices that, brought me out of that. Mm -hmm. And then I did more research on things that would help others that maybe didn't help me, but you know, everyone's a little bit different. And so I've spent hours and hours and hours studying and learning these things. And I developed Grapevine Mindware in a way that would allow me to continue to live my life the way I've always enjoyed, right. As kind of a digital nomad. Yeah. Um, and still um, help as many people as I possibly can through traumatic events in their lives. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so as I'm building this, you know, the pandemic hits and I'm seeing through this whole last 18 months, how much um, trauma has, has been experienced by our, everyone, right? Not just mm -hmm. people in a local area, or this is, this is a global event that people are suffering through. And it has been traumatic for a big portion of our, you know, world population. Oh my yes. gosh. Yeah. And so I think it's, it's really important for us as, um, as humans, as a society, to be able to manage this and use this um, trauma that we're all experiencing to make our lives actually better. Because mm -hmm. I think it's possible. I think we can. Um, so there and, we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I suppose it's, it's, a, it's a bit as you've described as well, that there's some um, obvious trauma um, obvious sort of triggers for trauma during the pandemic obviously you know people getting really ill and dying and all those other things but there's also lots of people who have been traumatized by the situation with with not so obvious um, reasons if you like so you know mm -hmm. some people you know just being in lockdown you know being on their own or or not being able to go out you know affects them massively doesn't it and other people not and so it, it's a bit like you you said that um some people will won't, will be suffering from trauma but not realize that they are because it doesn't seem to be as bad as it is for other people or as obvious or, or whatever Absolutely. Well, and that was one of my, um, one of my issues initially, uh, was, you know, what, what even is trauma? Like what, yes, I'm not traumatized. Right. And so I learned the definition. I'll, I'll share it here and maybe that can, can help folks too. So, and, and this will explain why, yeah, me being locked in my home was not super traumatic for me. I freaking love it anyway, mm. but another person like my neighbor being locked in their home, it is traumatic for them. Right. Or it may be. And so why is it that it, it like knocked me to my knees and, and not them. Right. Well, that's how I felt when my son got arrested. Like not everyone, every parent whose child gets arrested, gets knocked to their knees the way it did me. Cause it mm. really did me. Like I was a freaking mess for a long time. So, um, 
Yeah. So trauma really is, there's, there's three components to it. If there's an outside event or situation that you have no control over, right. Which is exactly this pandemic we're in. None of us have control over any of these things that are happening mm-hmm. um, outside event that you have no control over that overwhelms your ability to deal with it. And that's it. Yeah. If it's, if you're overwhelmed by this situation and you know, what does overwhelm look like? Like if I, if my mind is completely occupied with the fear of either getting sick or getting someone else sick or um, the fear of, you know, I've built this business and I'm an entrepreneur and this is my baby and I made a life choice to have this business. And it's, I'm being told that I can't run it oh my gosh. And now I don't have, you know, the, the finances to sustain it. And I've just lost my, my baby essentially, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so how freaking overwhelming is that? You know, if this, if the, um, the reality of what's going on is, um, causing you, like, if you're thinking about that all of the time, if you're unable to take care of important things in your life that you need to take care of because you are so in this situation and you can't get it out of your mind, you're losing sleep, you're losing productivity. Um, you know, why in the world can I not just sit down at my computer and get to work? Like what in the world, you know what I mean? Why can't I, you know, so that if, if you're asking these questions for yourself, or if you're not able to get out of bed in the morning, you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't deal. Um, you, there may be some trauma there. Mm-hmm. And if you can define that and accept that and realize that, then that's the first step to healing from it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. talk us through, talk us through how you sort of healed yourself through your situation and, 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 you know, where, so where the business has come from, because you've done that for yourself sort of thing, you know, did, who helped you? What helped you? What, what, what sort of process did you go through? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I suffered for way too long, (laughs) (laughs) fought, fought the, the definition, fought the, the, you know, reality of it. I am, unbelievably lucky to have the husband that I have who stuck by me, who took over more of the business, um, you know, the things that I do in business. He also handed a lot of what I did over to one of our senior um, uh, contractors. So she took over some of the things he took over some of the things. So he allowed me, first of all, he allowed me space to just be right. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to heal. And then he really, really encouraged me. He said, Jolyn, listen, you, you are suffering here. And I think you really, we really do need to find some help. And so we found a therapist initially because there was nobody in the space that I was in. Like, how do you, how do you find somebody to help you through your son being arrested and facing life in prison? Like what does that even look like? So, um, we went to the traditional therapy route and we, um, we found a therapist that was near where we were living at the time. And, um, she actually, I, I never built a trust with her and she kind of almost made things a little bit worse. And so luckily we, my husband realized that I realized it quickly. And cause this happens right. When you're seeking help with anyone, a business coach, a life coach, a therapist, any, anyone to help you in your business or your life. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And so we always, we always, yeah, fail fast and move forward. (laughs) So, um, then I found a second therapist who was absolutely wonderful, who actually built trust with me right away. And, um, 
the downside was that she hadn't been through exactly what I had been through, but she had the, the training and the knowledge and the ability to say, listen, this is, this is where you're at and here's why. And she was, so she guided me through the healing. I don't know that I ever could have done that myself. And I couldn't, my husband couldn't help me with that either, but he could help me find somebody who could. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess that's a long-winded way to say I sought help and thank goodness I did because things turned around rather quickly. Then once I made that switch and, and realized that, oh my gosh, yeah, I, I do need help. I have been traumatized and there is a way out of this. So I, you know, I really advocate for finding help. Oh my goodness. And it doesn't have to be a therapist if you're not in that you know, if that's, that doesn't feel right for you. And that's one reason why I started the coaching business that I did. There's one thing about trauma that I've learned that, um, is so, and makes it so insidious is trauma is what I call the great isolator, right? It, it really makes you, even if you're an outgoing social person that, that loves being around people and loves interacting and all of those things, which is where I was, it, it almost forces isolation on you, which is crazy to me. Like it's so powerful in that area. So for me, um, starting a coaching business specifically, um, allows for connection and to really fight that isolation piece. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I would encourage, you know, if you're, if you're feeling this way, any person listening to this podcast is feeling like, oh, I just can't, you know, first of all, we haven't been allowed to leave our houses for <laughs> varying periods of time, but yeah. when the time comes, you know, when we're able to leave our houses now, we're even more like hesitant to do that and fearful to do that for a lot of reasons. Um, there are other ways to connect and to start that process. And one mm-hmm. is really, we can thank goodness for, you know, technology allowing us to connect digitally and, and, you know, zoom is awesome. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So start the connection in any way that you can and move forward that way. But yeah, that was, that was the real purpose of a a coaching business rather than a therapy practice for me Mm -hmm. because therapists have, they, there are a lot of, uh, anyway, in the U S there are a lot of laws around, um, how close a therapist can get to their clients and how much they can share of their own lives and make that real genuine connection. Coaching is very different and there's way more of a connection that is available to us. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so tell us how you work with your clients now. What, what does that look like? Yeah. So I, I utilize, well, what I, I meet my clients where they're at, meaning if, you know, I, I prefer like a, a face-to-face, so a zoom or a, cause my clients can be anywhere. And I've, I've set this business up on, on purpose, mm-hmm. um, to be able to do that. So we, we meet via zoom or, um, FaceTime or whatever, you know, whatever technology that they have available to them, I'm going to utilize that. Um, or if that's uncomfortable at, to start with, we meet by phone, right? Mm-hmm. And so we we just, in whatever way is the most comfortable and the easiest, um, utilizing technology will do that. And so, yeah, we, we connect. I take them, you know, we get to know each other. Uh, build that connection. And then I take them through, you know, from where they're at to where we set goals for where they want to be and what they, you know, what healing needs to happen. And then the end goal of what they want their life to look like. 
So a lot of folks come to me just, especially through this pandemic, completely lost. Like, I don't even know, like my life can't exist anymore. What, what I had before can't exist in this new world that we have. So, oh my gosh, now what do I do? Right. Mm -hmm. And so we do a lot of, a lot of discussing and dreaming and thinking and um, planning and what, you know, it's that part's super fun for me and it becomes fun for my clients as well as we go through it. Um, But anyway, so yeah, it's, it's all, it's all digitally based. Um, I rarely meet clients face to face. Sometimes if I'm in the same area, that's great. But a lot of times it's, it's either over the phone or video call. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean that your days look like and, and how do you organize yourself? Mm, yeah. So I, um, you know, for, for, from the beginning, I've had to be very organized with my schedule to allow for travel time, to allow for family time and some freedom there. I always, I live my life as if I'm on a working vacation. I always, you know, I, I have for quite some time and I insist on that. So I do, I have specific days that are open for coaching clients so that I can show up and fully be there. Um, and then I run some support groups in the evenings for uh, specifically for families of people people who are in prison in the U S. Um, but yeah, I, I Mondays and Fridays, I typically leave open so that if I am traveling, I can travel. Um, and I always, you know, plan family things on those days as well, but I, I do, it's, it's best for me and best for my clients. If I, you know, stack up my meetings with them on specific days of the week, typically Mm -hmm. midweek. So yeah. Is that, does that answer your question? Yeah. Is that what yeah, you yeah, definitely. Okay, good. <laughs> That's like my working week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I always organize my, my business and my life, um, with, with my priorities in mind, my priorities are, um, freedom to have time with my husband and my family. My parents are aging right now and dealt with COVID earlier in the year that has had some lasting effects. So they're a priority right now too. And so how do I show up fully for my clients, but still having, you know, my being there for my family as the priority for me. So Mm -hmm. that's what I do. And it's, it's working out um, rather nicely. (laughs) I I must take a leaf out of your book in terms of, um, Mondays and Fridays and travel I uh I, when I planned my membership calls I I do a, a gold call for my members on a Monday and hadn't really thought about the fact that um exactly what you've said I tend to work Tuesday Wednesday Thursday with people and then Mondays and Fridays Mondays normally in the office Fridays a bit uh, more flexible on whatever I want yeah. to do um and so a lot of the travel over the summer was on a Monday so I, I've done my uh, ah. my calls on uh, from service stations nice. <laughs> I did one from the car <laughs> obviously yes. not driving, but, uh, yeah where I had to then plan my journey to allow for an hour and a half in the middle where I was going to have the call and so I had to stop at you know somewhere that gave me enough time to to get the call done and everything else so I hadn't quite planned it yeah. that well <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, we've, we've, um, there isn't really a playbook for this yet, right. That I've found. And so, yeah, it is a lot of, um, mistakes and learning from mistakes and then, okay, I won't do that again. And then, (laughs) you know, so for me, if something is going to cause me stress, I'm not going, I, I don't, 
like that so much. Like Mm -hmm. pressure is one thing, like positive pressure is great. That's okay. But stress for me, like finding, finding a a service station or like for me, I'll park outside a coffee shop sometimes if, if I can't be helped (laughs) to tap into their Wi-Fi, Right. So, um, and still do a call outside, but, um, that tends to stress me. So I avoid that as much as possible, but it's, it's, sorry. No, you go ahead. You had one where you. I was just going to say I had one where I was going to go into the coffee shop of a supermarket and then realized I'd left my um, my, my headset um, at, in the caravan. So I then I thought, well, I can't like be shouting at my laptop and having people speaking to me out of it in the middle of a cafe, right. can I? <laughs> so that's why I ended up doing it in the car. <laughs> so, yeah, equipment yep. is important as well. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So I have, I feel like I have perfected the equipment, um, the equipment piece. I have as much mobile things as I possibly can. Cause we are mobile. Most of the time I can pack everything I need for business and for pleasure for my husband and myself in our little RAV4 and go for a year. And like everything is where it needs to be. We're a little bit um, stringent about that piece, but yes. it lowers the stress piece. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, tell us a bit more about technology then, because as you say, to to travel in in such a minimalist way, um, technology must be playing a big part. What sort of things are you using? Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. So that is one thing that I will spend more money on than anything else. Right. Uh So uh, the top of the line technology that my business will allow me to purchase is what I, is what I do. Um, And everything that I do is digital, like in, in rather than carrying paper books with me, I will use, you know, cause we're constantly, you know, this, I'm sure as business owners, we are constantly learning and reading and exposing ourselves. So I do that all digitally as well. Um, I will, my iPad is also my Kindle, (laughs) right? So if I can use one piece of, of hardware technology for multiple things, that's great. So my iPad becomes my Kindle becomes my dual screen if I need one. Um, and I, I use my webcam for a lot of things. It's right on my computer. And then the external camera that I have is very small and easily portable. Um, so I think that's, that's what I would say is go top of the line. If you can, whatever your business can afford, that doesn't always mean you're spending zillions of dollars for things, but um, it, I think that that little investment in your business will help. And then I, everything, like every piece of note-taking I, um, do is on my computer as well. Like I don't carry paper notes with me either. So that's the the little minimalist piece to me. And luckily that works for me. It doesn't work for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a notebook for things that I need to write out because actually physically writing some things is really good for your brain Mm -hmm. and, and helps. It helps me memorize things a lot faster, but, um, so I utilize things that are, are as, um, easily accessible as possible. Like Google calendars is what I use. And, um, Evernote, I use tech, um, softwares and platforms that will integrate with each other. Um, I use Evernote because of it, its ability to integrate with, um, things like I use, uh, teamwork PM as my project management software as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I can share those with, you know, my entire team and, and, um, it's just, it's, easiest to use and integrates with the most things. So I am 
Yeah. Big on integrations for sure. <laughs> so yeah. I hope that helps. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. What about the, the whole concept of um, outsourcing? Do you, do you have other people working with you on? Yeah. As well? Yeah. Yep. So that's, that is one, uh, probably the biggest way that my husband and I have been able to grow at least our marketing business. So I'll go back to that one. Um, cause it's, it's a longer standing business and has a much larger team, um, than my coaching business. That's more like in my heart and personal to me. And I have delegated some things, but not all. <laughs> so, yeah. but with the marketing business, we have our, our biggest goal was however large this business is able to grow. We still need the ability to travel when we want to travel, spend time with our family. when We want to spend time with our family and live our life. Like we're on a working vacation all the time. So how do we do that? And it's constant adjustment as we grow. Right. And, and that means bringing on, bringing on a team, we don't have an office. So all of our team is virtual. And frankly, we don't want to deal with the legalities of employees in our, in the U S. So we, everyone, you know, all of our team are contractors and, um, my own personal belief is a larger team of specialized contractors is better than trying to find somebody who has all around skills. Right. So yeah. if I hire somebody who has a really phenomenal skill set but could also do other things, I don't the temp, you know, one temptation is to assign your superstars as many things as possible in your business because you can rely on them, but I keep them focused on the thing that they are most um, skilled at. And then I find more people to be skilled at the other things. So our, our team looks much larger than it really is, but I'm able to move folks around where needed and they're available. So, yes. um, yeah, so that, that's what I do. And that's where the software like Teamwork PM is one of the, and I know that a lot of people use like Asana. There's a bunch of project management softwares, but I would not try to manage a virtual team without a software like that. No, um, no, no, <laughs> not at all. And so, um, that, that's a, a must do. And then mm-hmm. I would just say, yeah, lar- a larger team with more skilled people with, um, really pointed tasks is, it has been the key for us for yeah. sure. That's, that's a really good, good point. As you say, to get yeah. people who have those specific skills rather than sort of getting a, a Jack or a Jackie of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, and even if they are, if you get a Jackie of all trades, you know, find the thing that that Jackie really shines at. Just focus on that thing. Yes. She can be the Jackie of all trades for any other clients that she has. Cause I, we always encourage our contractors, you know, please don't, they all want like us to be their only client. No, I just want to work with you. I'm like, no, please don't but, like really round out your business too because this is a business for you. So round it out. Like, I don't mind being what they call a blue chip client, but it's please find other clients too. Yeah. So yeah. 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 And what about um, learning and improving yourself? You talked um, earlier on about um, the importance of, of keeping on top of the latest sort of developments and so on. How do you make sure that you do that? Yeah. Yeah. I am constantly, um, listening to and finding new people um, to learn from. I think that for me, learning from, um, even if a person is not like the top of their game and the most popular person in their field and you know everyone listens to this person or that person, I like to find people who really resonate with me more than 
people who are like who everyone else follows. And maybe that's why I live my life the way I live it. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it goes back to, this is what works for me. Um, I think, I mean, I could, I could throw out a zillion different <laughs> suggestions for you. I think that just because of what happened to me and the, the biggest downfall ever in my business. And that the, like the most detrimental thing that ever happened to me was a traumatic event. Um, I think there are a couple of resources that I would suggest for any business owner or any person, any human being, honestly, um, to shore up and prepare yourself for, you know, the possibility of a, a life altering event or a series of, you know, smaller events or, um, you know, ongoing life altering events, kind of like what we've all been through with this pandemic. I -hmm. think that that if I were to throw out, Hey, let me give you a couple of things to take a look at. Um, it would be around that in this moment more than like a typical business book. So I want to share a couple, if that's okay. Um, one book I've just recently read is the body keeps the score. Have you have you read um, that book or heard of it? I've had it recommended on here before and I can't mm. remember if I've read it. I, I intended to certainly because, um, you know, I, I, I know that stuff's so important. Um, but yeah, tell, tell sure. the listeners more about what it's all about. Yeah. So The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk. Um, he's, a, he's a doctor. He's an MD. Um, and it's, it really talks about the effects of trauma on your, your physical body, your brain, and then also your mind and how that all works together. And he just lays it out in such a clear, um, precise way. And you're like, you know, you may, you may be reading, well, this is what I did. I mean, I knew that I had been traumatized by the time I found this book, but reading through it, it's like, oh yeah, that did Yep. That's it. You know, that's what happened. Yeah. I can recognize that. And so, um, and then realizing what you can do after the fact and, um, you know, to, to help manage that, um, Mm -hmm. and why it's important really to manage that. It's no joke, like what trauma can do to you. And so, um, learning to heal from that is super, super important. And this book really helps with that. So that's one that I would suggest, Um, and then I wanted to talk about one other book, if you don't mind, and it's, Mm. um, we've, uh, you know, a term that is coming up more and more in the U S and maybe in the UK as well is complex PTSD or C PTSD and people associate complex PTSD with childhood trauma, right. Surviving, um, those of us who had been, um, really abused as children in different ways, either emotional abuse or physical abuse. Um, we're discovering the effects of that now. And it's being, you know, it's not in any, it's not a, a, an official diagnosis, complex PTSD, but it is, it probably will be in the next version of <laughs> those diagnostic manuals that, um, that physicians use. But, um, the reason I want to suggest this book on complex PTSD is really because what that we, we associate that with childhood trauma, but really what complex PTSD is, is when you've survived a series of um, traumas over time, like being abused as a child, but it doesn't have to be trauma that you experienced as a child. I, I believe what a, a big portion of our society is suffering from now is complex PTSD from the pandemic that has gone on for 18 months, this series of just never ending horrible news and scary things happening and Mm -hmm. uncertainty. And so, uh, you know, I want to suggest this book because it talks a lot about um, childhood trauma, but reading it 
from uh, the perspective of, yeah, we've all been through this series of traumas, you know, for as long as we have, and it's serious. So Complex PTSD from Surviving to Thriving by Pete Walker um, is another one that I would that I would suggest that would be helpful for any person, um, including business owners that uh, are trying to adjust and change and keep their businesses going during these times of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. So, yeah. yeah. Lovely. Thank you. So last couple of questions. Firstly, what about on those days where it all goes horribly wrong? How do you deal with those yeah. days? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. With kindness for sure. <laughs> like Ooh. I cut myself a break and we all really should cut ourselves a break. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I think to myself at the end of those days, okay, if this is the worst day of this year, how, like, really, is it, is it that bad? And has this wrecked my whole life? Probably not. So it's going to be okay. Um, I, I insist on self-care each evening, whether it's been a great day or an awful day and yeah. just say, Hey, you know, it's, it's everything's. And, and I try to approach, I try to approach things from a place of gratitude. Like, thank goodness I was able to have this awful day and still lay my head down and be safe and be okay. And tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Lovely. Thank you. And the last question. Mm -hmm. So those days where you get to live more, which is where I say that you get to do more of the things that you want to do and less of the stuff that you don't want to do. What do those days look like for you? Oh, yes. They always include um, fun time with family, laughing. I love those days when my stomach hurts and my face, my cheeks hurt from (laughs) from laughing too much. Uh, Love those days. There may be a water fight involved with that. Um, And yeah, I think, you know, everything I do purposefully allows for as much of that as possible. So those those live more days are wonderful and essential. So family time and laughing. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. It's been really good interviewing you today, Jolyn. Tell people how they can find out more about you and get in touch. Sure. Thank you so much, Joe. Yeah, it's been such a pleasure. I did. I wanted to um, treat your listeners because you're you guys are all right at my heart for sure. <laughs> Home based business owners for sure. So I set up a landing page special just for your uh, for your listeners with yeah. some special offers and lots of ways to get in touch with me. So that would be the one place I would say go to because it has all of my um, all of my contact information and some goodies and, and freebies for you too. Yeah. It, that is. My, my website is grapevinemindware.com and the landing page is power to live more. So grapevinemindware.com slash power to live more. Brilliant. Thanks, Jolyn. Thanks for your time today. Yeah. All right, Joe. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Are you a home-based coach or consultant feeling like you need a bit of help? Our Power to Live More Calm membership is designed to meet you where you're at with the help you need in the moment so you can get unstuck, move forwards and get stuff done. You might think this sounds too good to be true, or maybe wondering how it'd fit with how you work and run your business. Why not have a no-obligation chat with Jo to see how she can help you? All you need to do is go to powertolivemore.com slash calmcall. All this information is available in the show notes. If you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 232, then you'll find them there. And this week, with my very bad cold, <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit about affiliate marketing. It's something that we talked about on our Power to Live More Calm Gold Call this week. And it's about where you recommend a product and get a reward, usually a monetary reward, for doing so. And some people actually make a full-time living using affiliate marketing. But it's certainly something to consider alongside your existing business. 
there are sure to be products that you can recommend that are complementary to what you do, which will have an affiliate program attached to you. Just search for products and either look on their website and look for the word affiliate or search for the product in Google and use affiliate program as the other part of the search and see if anything come up comes up from there. One of the um, obvious places to look as well is on Amazon. You can set up as an affiliate on Amazon and promote books that link to your niche. And when you share your affiliate links, you can share them in all the usual places. So on your website, on social media, to your email list, to individuals in messages and so on. And if you want to make your links prettier, because affiliate links are normally quite long and complicated, then if you use WordPress, there's a plugin called Pretty Links that you can add to your website to enable you to create links that uh, come from your own domain. Or if you're more technical and you don't have a WordPress website, you can go into your hosting and set up redirects in your cPanel or through however your host allows you to do that. So for example, my Aweber affiliate link is joedodds.com forward slash recommends forward slash Aweber rather than the complicated one that they actually gave me. You could also use a website like Bitly to make those links shorter as well. But I would say it's good to let people know if you're using affiliate links, don't use those sorts of tactics to hide the affiliate link um, because it can undermine what you're doing if people think that you're only re recommending websites and tools in order to get that payment. So it's good to be quite transparent and explain that you are getting a payment for it, but that it's not affecting your views on the quality of the product or whatever. And the other thing to think about is about maybe having an affiliate program for your own products. And again, there's website plugins to help help you to manage that or specific platforms that you can use as well that are set up just to manage affiliate marketing. So think about if you could set up an affiliate program for your own product where you pay a proportion of the price of that product once somebody has bought it to your affiliate. And that means that they basically go out and promote your products for you without you needing to do that. I mean, obviously you do need to still do that, but uh, it can give you additional income if you've got affiliates promoting the product as well. Again, this week's show notes are at powertolivemore.com forward slash 232. And we look forward to speaking to you next week. Use your power to live more.